Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you listen to from around the world in a cave or a mountaintop. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio with David Baker and Sherelle Baker. We're your hosts today. This is our Tuesday, June 10, 2014 show. For those of you who have not heard our show for a little while, we were just on a brief break for a little bit, but now we have more shows coming up. Today we have a fabulous regular guest. Her name is Karen Hager. And uh, intuitive Karen Hager works with clients from all over the world to provide compassionate, no-nonsense, spirit-led guidance for people in transition. Karen also leads intuitive development classes and teaches on topics that empower people to listen to their own inner guidance. She's the creator of Breathe, Love, and Live Healing Method of Identifying and Releasing Energetic Blocks. As creator and host of the popular radio show, Out of the Fog, Karen was awarded a Conscious Evolutionaries Co-Creation Award for Media presented by Barbara Max Hubbard. You can find out more about Karen and her work at KarenHager.com, and our co-host has posted that link in the chat room. I am your host, David M. Baker, and I'd like to welcome our co-host, Sherelle. Welcome, Sherelle. How are you doing today? Thank you, David. I'm doing great, a lot better today, and excited for this new show. That's right. It's always a great show when we have Karen on. Today yeah. we're going to talk about various topics, including spirit guides and intuition and, and other things that may come up. I don't know if we have time near the uh, – sometime in the second half of the show, we perhaps we'll take a few calls as well. And uh, when we bring Karen on, we're going to have a good time. So we're going to bring Karen on right now because I want to have a good time. <laughs> Welcome, Karen. Hi, David. Hi, Sherelle. How are you guys? Fabulous. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm already having a good time when I hear you read that bio. I was just sitting here listening to it, and it just kind of amazes me because this isn't what I thought I was going to do when I I grew up. It's not the path that I imagined for myself, and yet here I am, and sometimes I just get surprised at where I am and what I'm doing. So it's fun to hear that bio read sometimes. It's kind of 
it's kind of like a little pat on the back too because you're so busy doing everything is that you don't stop and look back at all the things that you're accomplishing and all of the uh, programs that you're setting up and and you just don't think about it. You just think this is what I love to do, this is what I'm doing and you don't look back and check, oh, this is like on my to-do list, it's already checked off. So that's pretty cool. Well, it's wonderful. I feel really blessed. I'm in this really sweet spot where I now am in a place after so many years of doing work that I didn't love, I now am in a place where I wake up every morning and go, wow, really? Do I get to do this? This yes. is my job, really? And it's such a, it's such a wonderful place to, to be. And part of why I'm so passionate about the work I'm doing is that I believe that everybody, all of us have it in us to change our lives so that we can wake up and go, wow, this is fantastic. I can't believe I do this. Whatever we're passionate about, whatever we want to connect with, that connecting with our soul path in the way that I have and in the way that I try to help other people do, that can change your life dramatically from, from a place of feeling really stuck and down and lousy to a place of really feeling energized about whatever is ahead of you in your day. Even if your day is not going to be unrelentingly fabulous, you can still have that joy in living the life that you have. That's very encouraging and very true. I do believe that. I do believe that. So, Karen, we've known each other for, you know, a few years now, and we've been on each other's shows, and you've had, uh, a show for quite some time called Foxy Psychic in the past, and you've done uh, psychic development courses, many readings, and given lots of advice to people about things spiritual. So you're, you know, an experienced veteran. You've been doing this for a long time. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? your abilities and what you have to offer people currently. We'd like oh, to hear that. Sure. Um, it, it's fun to think of myself as a veteran. You know, when I began this work, I was, um, I knew I was weird like this from the time that I was a little girl, but it, it wasn't until I was in my early 40s that I came to a place, David, where I realized that I could use the gifts that I have and especially the intuitive abilities that I have that I could be using those to help people, I could be using those to make a difference in the world, or I could continue to do what I've been doing before that, which is try to ignore those, try to swallow them, try to stifle them, try to live my life kind of based on logic and not allowing my guides or help from spirit to have a part in my life. And when I got to that place in my early 40s where I made the decision where I said yes, I will open up to my abilities. I have no idea where I'm going with this. I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. I'm going to at least give this a shot. Everything changed for me. And what happened was I met a wonderful psychic development teacher named Matthew Engel. He's based in San Francisco. I, cho- I chose him off the Internet. Um, and, I, and I'm <laughs> silly to say this now, but I liked his picture. I could tell from his picture that he was really nice and most probably not a crazy person. He didn't look like threatening or intimidating or anything. And when, and when I got into class with him, what I found was that I was reading 
at the level that he was reading, at the level the teacher was reading, and not at the level the students were reading. And that's when I kind of went, whoa, maybe I am going to be doing something with this intuitive stuff. And he really encouraged me and mentored me as I began to do this work professionally. And what I do, David, is read from the energy of the voice, and I connect with clients who are, I work with a lot of people who are in transition, who are feeling stuck, people who are in times of big change in their life and they feel like maybe they have lost the thread a little bit, lost the path. And I use my clairvoyant and clairaudient, clairsentient, empathic, oh heck, I use them all, to connect with people through the vibration of their voice, to bring them spirit-led guidance about their next step. I do teach, and lately I'm traveling and teaching a lot more, but I do about 98% of my private work with clients over the phone or over Skype because it helps me focus, it helps me concentrate more on the energy of the voice when I don't have the person sitting in front of me, and it also makes it less likely that I will be uh, drawing uh, information from, let's say, their physical appearance or the books that are on their shelf, or the expression on their face when I say a certain thing, I really like to keep it very clean and very pure. And so for me, working through the voice is the, is the clearest way to do that. So I work with private clients through phone or Skype, um, and I'm blessed to have clients from all over the world. And I teach a lot, and I'm teaching more in person in San Francisco and Los Angeles now, but most of my teaching is also online, and I teach psychic development daily spiritual practice, I have a brand new class launching next week to create an experience that lets people meet their spirit guides. That I'm, I'd love to talk more about that because I just, gosh, I'm excited about that class. Um, but I teach on topics that are designed to remind people that they have the power to open up to their own intuitive abilities. They are the ones making choices, creating their futures, that you don't need to always go and ask someone else for guidance. The idea is to tap into the guidance that you have. And so all my work is about empowering people in that way. So that's what I offer. I work privately with clients. I um, teach classes, and I also am the creator of the Breathe, Love, Live Healing Method, which is uh, taught in a three-part class. There's more details about that at, where would I find that, breathelovelive.com. And so I'm working also to help people engage with energetic healing, work they can do themselves to let go of old habits and patterns that no longer serve them. So that's it. Plus I do the radio. Plus I'm the mother of two children and a very active dog. Um, Plus I love to knit. Plus I love to write. Plus I love to sing and dance around my house like a foolish person. Oh, my goodness, it never ends. I love that. I love that. (laughs) You know, that's the only way to live life. I know we all have issues, you know, but it's how we approach and handle the issues. If we can try to do that and continue to move on and not be like in a ship with water coming in and just sit there and, whoa, it's me, this and that, and let the ship sink, you know, bail, <laughs> bail that puppy out and paddle the shore and things will get better. You know, I mean, we've got to try really hard sometimes it's not easy and there's a lot of people there who've had problems for a long time sometimes i think people get stuck in their problems so much that you know they're in a room with the problems and they forget where the door is don't yeah. you agree i do agree and i think we forget we forget that divine connection that we all share 
don't we, we forget that we are part of something bigger than ourselves, that it's not just our own individual divine essence, but that we are also part of this incredibly intricately woven um, connection that all of us who are in physical bodies at this time, we all share that. And so when I get really into my problems and get all, and believe me, I've been known to, you know, go to bed for the day with a bag of potato chips and the remote control, right? Everybody does that. All right, Cheryl. <laughs> I, I can identify with that. I walk yeah, back here. I see you there. Um, <laughs> we forget that we have that divine connection, and that's not only to help us know that we have help here in the physical, but also to help us remember that there is guidance, support for us in spirit, our guides, our angels, the divine itself, our loved ones who've passed. All of these are resources to help us out of our problem and, and problems. And where we get stuck is when... We, as you say, we're in the room with the problems and we can't find the door, but also we get stuck thinking that we can't live our lives, we can't have fun or abundance or joy or love until we are in a place where there are no problems. And that mindset, that I will wait to have a life until my problems are gone, that's one of the most common things I see in people who I work with who are wondering why isn't my life moving forward. Because we decide we're going to wait until there are no problems before we start to, to move ahead. And i got to tell you, at least from I'm uh, about to turn 49 years old, so for as long as I've been on the planet here, there are always problems. There's always something, right? It's one thing after another. When we wait, when we put our life on hold, nothing happens. And that's a huge mistake I think that people make. It's a real challenge. I agree with it. And that reminds me of uh, Sherelle and I have been together 17 years and going on our 16th wedding anniversary. Oh. We're totally, you know, in August, we're, we're really happy. We're, you know, we're comedians. That's why we, you know, everything was good. But at the beginning of our relationship, Sherelle said, no, I keep seeing you doing this and doing that and whatever. What are you doing? I said, well, I'm just trying to rush around and get all this stuff done so we can have some downtime this and that and we can you know, do other things. And she said, well, I see you know, tearing your hair out and doing all this stuff. And Sherelle told me that, you know what, no matter what you do and get everything called up, something's always going to come up. It's always going to happen, always, always, always. And I thought about that and I said, you know what? She's right. So I said, all I can do is just try to keep up with it. And if it's too much more and I'm not done, then I'm just going to say, heck with it and take a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. I do. You, you know, our relationships, David, our primary relationships, whether that's our spouses or our partners or our friends or our parents, our siblings, those relationships can be such wonderful mirrors for us to see ourselves more clearly. So Sherelle is a mirror for you to see that behavior and you are a mirror for her. One of one of the things that that we can then do if we want to move even farther than that is look at the way that our guides and our spiritual support team also hold up a mirror for us to see what habits do we have that aren't serving us. I'm also a big rusher around. I run around like a crazy person trying to get everything done. I still do that even though I know better. And I have to stop and take a breath. Okay. That's, that's not going to help. But there's always that reflection available to us when we look for it to help us see the patterns that we're in and then make a different choice. So having a, one, one, a loving partner like that is a wonderful way to, to get that reflection. 
I, I totally agree, and it works well. And I just want to say something before I, I mention one more thing for you to uh, comment on, and that's, you know, I know your show is an amazing show, and you're, you know, there to teach people uh, and help people. And our show is to, basically, uh, my show is, you know, there's people that are already into what we're talking about, but there's new people that want to know. They don't understand, so we're here to help them. That's yeah. why we have guests on, you know, to give their perspective on different things, and the guests can, you know, ask questions or listen and learn and listen more if they like it. You know, it's, it's basically, you know, getting the word out as a teaching tool. Now, uh, what you were talking about, people being stuck, you know, and they just can't see oh, yes. the door or whatever. Yes. Now, for whatever various reasons, they're still there or waiting for a better time. What about people? I have a lot of people that say that, you know, I just feel so guilty. You no, know, I can't stop helping people. They won't like me or I can't stop helping people. I feel guilty if I take a break from myself or I'm guilty about this or that or whatever and I just can't go on with my life to better it. So is, what's your take on guilt? Mm. It's 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 interesting. Guilt can be um, corrosive. It can it can wear you away the way that rust can weaken metal and eat through it, right? So guilt is uh, to me energetically when I look at the energy of guilt, it is it is corrosive. It eats away. It weakens. And so one of the things that I see when I look at people who are carrying that energy of guilt is that they may have forgotten or lost touch with that part of themselves that needs forgiveness for whatever it is that they are guilty about, feeling guilty about. They may have lost touch with that need to forgive themselves. Forgiveness is not about you you did something horrible and you go, okay, that's okay, I forgive myself, I guess it didn't matter, or someone did something horrible to you and you go, okay, I'm spiritual now, I forgive you, I guess it didn't matter. That's not what forgiveness is about. That's, that's fake and that that path leads to madness and resentment and not great things. Forgiveness is coming to an awareness that wherever I put my attention, that's where I am, right? And forgiveness is about realizing that it is no longer serving me to put my attention on that awful thing that I did to you or the awful thing that you did to me. It's no longer serving me to put my attention on that because that's not true anymore. I'm not living that anymore. That happened in the past. And forgiveness is about unlocking that kind of corrosive lock of guilt and releasing the past to the past. So when I work with students around forgiveness, we work on the idea that forgiveness means that I will no longer live my life as if whatever that thing is, is still happening. And one of the challenges I see with people who feel guilty if they're not always helping people, feel guilty if they take a break, if they do self-care, I have to look at what in them are they feeling like they've done that they're beating themselves up about? What are they punishing themselves for? Because when I'm punishing myself and yet I'm trying to serve others, that's not real service to them, is it? Because it's coming from my guilt. It can help. I can do good things without 
purity of intention. I can do good things even if I'm feeling guilty or messed up, but how much more powerful, how much more potent are those actions if I'm doing them from a place of being mindful, being present, being clear about myself? So people who are always serving others before they serve themselves, I would just guide them to take a look at why, what are you running from in yourself that is leading you to try to serve others in that way, in the way that denies you, can destroy you. Well, does, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. And as long as you use it properly. Like, if you made a mistake or did something wrong, and later you feel guilty about then the fact that you acknowledge that, oh my goodness, I do, did something wrong, I feel guilty about it. Okay, don't carry the guilt day by day. Just feel the guilt once, which makes you realize that, well, I did something wrong or bad, whatever. Say, acknowledge that you did that, and then get rid of the guilt and say, well, I ask for forgiveness, or I'll try to do something, make it up, or I won't do that again, and move on. Because that's, you know, the purpose of guilt is just to make us learn and realize that we did something wrong, not to continue to punish ourselves all the time. And as far as, you know, somebody that keeps helping people and they're on the point of a breakdown from exhaustion because they won't take a break because they have to keep helping people, they may not realize that if they do that and they do break down, then who are they going to help? Yeah. Nobody. That's why they need to take a break and, you know, go to the park, have a picnic, feel better. Then you'll be stronger to come back and you can help all the people better than if you have a breakdown. So. Yeah. That's why I kind of want to talk about a little bit in the beginning there before we talked about spirit guides or other wonderful okay. things. And I would just add to that, David, too, that energetically speaking, kind of from the big picture, from, from my way of looking at things, if I am someone who is in the world and I am compulsively helping others and I'm doing that in a way that denies myself love, denies myself connection, denies myself self-care, not only am I not doing a great job of helping the people I'm trying to help, it also creates a cycle where I attract to me people who expect that I will give them everything, people who will drain me energetically, people who will sap my strength. And it means that if I keep going then and I do have that breakdown, there's nobody around who's going to help me because I haven't taught people to help me. I have just put myself in the world as someone who you can take and take and take from. And that balance, it's so important, especially for those of us who are light workers or energy workers or whatever you call what it is that we do, especially for those of us who work with energy as healers, it's so important to have that balance. And I don't know anyone. I work, I have a lot of clients who are working professionally as healers or intuitives or what, whatever, in whatever field, and all of them, and I do too, struggle with that balance. Where's that line between taking care of myself and allowing myself to be as clear, as clean, as full a channel for spirit to move through me as I possibly can? And exploring that balance is, I think, part of why we're here in physical bodies at this time is to explore that. I, I totally agree. And also to walk your own path. I knew a person that, you know, did this healing stuff. He had a show and, you know, showing all these pictures of him healing people. And he would call me or contact me on a weekly basis for either reading or advice, you know, and I got to a point where I said, you know, uh, 
guys can't or other people can't, you know, show you how to walk your path. We can give you, when you're at a junction that you're stuck, you know, you're stifled or baffled, you know, some helpful information, you know, once in a while. But you, know, you can't do it every week. You have to sometimes be put out there and discover on your own, walking your own path, because us and the guys can't walk your path. You need to walk your path yourself, and your path of discovery will eventually bring you to the right place if you pursue it. You see what I mean? And they can drain you by doing that. That's not necessary. After a certain point, you have to let them know, you know, and in a gentle and compassionate way that, you know, now it's your time to cut this connection for a little while and go out there and do your best and see what happens. Well, and we can get to a place where we're so focused on getting the answers and so focused on getting the right answer or the definitive answers that we lose sight of the questions and and we lose sight of our ability. It's us that create the future, right? I create my own path, David, through the choices that I make and the actions that I do. And whether I talk to 100 psychics and they all tell me different things, I am the one who is making the choices. I am the one who is walking the path. The psychics don't make the future for me. I create the path that I'm going to walk. And sometimes people, because we get, people sometimes are in so much pain that all we can see is the questions. Help me, help me. What is the answer? I need to be sure that this is right. That, that sometimes it takes someone like you who can very gently work with someone and say, no, here's, here are the answers you're seeking and now we need to take a break. Walk by yourself for a little bit. Feel your own, feel your own strength. I get very uh, exercised. <laughs> I get very uh, angry when I hear about people who call themselves psychics or intuitives who encourage dependence on the pe- from the people who they give readings to. And there are practitioners who do that, who encourage their people to be in touch with them every five minutes, right? Should I, which soap should I use in the shower, the purple one or the orange one? What should I, right? should I, what should I wear today? That kind of dependence takes the client out of the ability to live their own life. That's very sad. We're here to, to walk independently to make our own choices. Yes, get guidance. Yes, absolutely ask for help when you need help. But you're, real, you're meant to be walking your own path. And someone who says they're an intuitive or a psychic and take, who is trying to take that power from you, that's probably not a great person. It's probably someone who's out of touch with their own path. Yes, I totally agree on that. And now uh, I want to mention to the listeners a little bit about spirit guides, you know, just a, a little bit from my perspective first, if, if I may. Uh, the spirit guides as, as a medium, you know, I can talk to spirit guides, okay, that's cool. But uh, sometimes you can get the names from them and sometimes you can't. They all have different personalities like we do. And I noticed that one time I wanted to get a name of a spirit guide. You know, sometimes I can't or they won't tell me. Or they say that, you know what, my name is not important. I don't have an ego. You know, my name's not important. The message is important or what I do is important so they won't give me a name. And that that's totally cool. Spirit world do not speak like us and use names. They use like clairvoyance themselves and uh, 
clear cognizance, you know, telepathy and all that. They, you know, they just send information to each other. That's all they need to know because it's like a fingerprint. You look at somebody and you know who they are. They don't have to, they don't use names. So sometimes names in the spirit world can be challenging. So that's all I wanted to touch on that. What do you have to add about spirit guides, their purpose, anything of that nature? Oh, I are. I love to talk about this, and that I've, I made this whole exciting class. Well, it's exciting to me. Gosh, I hope it's exciting to, to other people, too. Um, this is so important, David, because we are at a time now, and you, you feel this. Things are speeding up. Energy is moving faster. I'm connecting with more and more people every day who are waking up to their intuitive abilities. It is so important that we learn how to connect with our guides because we all have guides. They are with us to help us along our path here, to help us as we're making decisions, and yet most of us don't know what to do with them. (laughs) Don't know how to build a relationship, because it is a relationship that we have with our guides. Don't know how to set limits. Don't know how to open the door. And so that's what made me so excited. That's why I created this class that's happening next week. Um, All that, there's all kinds of stuff at KarenHager.com. Um, about that about that class. You'll see there's a link right there on the front page. So I believe that our guides are here to help us navigate this whole wacky human incarnation thing. And I believe that our guides are energetic beings who have at one time had physical incarnations. They've been people, but are not in physical incarnations now. And they have chosen this time around to be with us, to follow us as we come in and, and help us as we move through our journey. I believe that our guides as energetic beings do not have gender, do not, have, do not come in with specific names, but that they will kind of assign themselves those qualities. As you were saying, David, they assign themselves those qualities so that we understand who they are and what they're here to help us with. So if I'm working with a client and we're looking at their guides, I may say your guide is presenting herself to me as a female. She's showing herself to me as an older woman and she has long hair and this is what she's wearing and this is what she's doing. Those are not, those are, that's, that's like the guide putting on a costume so that it's easier for me to understand what is the purpose, what is the meaning, what is the message that the guide has to bring through for the person in their, in their life. The names of guides are very interesting. I do not, in my practice, give the names of guides unless the guide absolutely is giving it to me so clearly and is asking me to pass that name along to the person I'm reading for. The way that it's been given to me to understand is that the names of our guides are very private and that they have meaning for the person whose guide they are. So if I'm reading for you, David, it doesn't matter that I know the name of your guide. You need to know that, and that name will have meaning for you. Right? It's like a label the guide puts on so that the name has meaning for you. And one of the things that I want to do in this class, in this Meet Your Guides class, is create a group experience where we can together open the door and meet our guides in our own way and have a chance to ask those questions. What is your name? What, what do you want me to learn from you? Why are you here? What is the message? 
so that so that we can get that information. Now I've had um, people on my radio show and come across people in my professional life who give the names of guides and give them very quickly and seem to do them with um, in, in a way that has great resonance for the people who are receiving the reading. Um, that is a different way of working. That's not how I work. I wouldn't want to say that that's not the way to go. But in my experience and in my way of working, that connection with our guides is something to be discovered, something to savor, something not maybe just to have presented to you on a silver platter, but something that you grow through finding that out yourself. And once you do that, David, once you connect with your guides, it's the beginning of a, of a beautiful relationship. It can open you up intuitively tremendously and give you access to a whole other realm of guidance than you might have been aware of before. I, I totally agree. And I just want to throw this in. Now, I know names of some of my guides, and I know some of them come and go on a temporary basis, but yeah. some of my permanent, more permanent guides, when I, uh, before I start, you know, during the work, and I was just starting to find out, I went to a psychic fair, and somebody gave me a name of one of my guides, and they said it was Reese, and they told me what they were doing. And then another famous medium told me a name of another guide, and then I did a meditation and found out another name, and then I was asking the guides, you know, for a while. So one night I had a dream, and I met this person, and I said, Hi, how are you? And in my dream, it was a lucid dream, and she said, my name is Cerise. I said, oh. She said, I'm your guide. I said, what kind of guide are you? She said, I'm your psychic guide. And then in another meditation, I met uh, guardian angels, uh, Athena, and I forget the other one's name. Well, you know, anyway, I, I don't use names. I just call them my spirit team. But uh, if people want to find out, there's, you know, It'll come through dreams, meditation, or you can switch around and ask somebody. But a lot of times you'll get something in your head, and if you're hearing it, trust it, you know. Don't argue with you. Am I right about that? Oh, my gosh, you're, at, you're absolutely right. And there are names. Um, I worked with someone who is, uh, I did a consultation with someone who is a professional intuitive, and she was telling me that the name of one of her main guides she calls that guide by a very childish name because he made himself known to her when she was just a child. She gave him that, a, a, that childish name, which is not very spiritual at all, and yet she still uses that name for that guide, not because it sums up the essence of the guide, but because it is a way of saying what is her relationship to that guide. That name honors their connection, their long connection. And it doesn't matter if, if your guide's name is, I don't know, Helena, or if your guide's name is Little Jimmy, or if it, or whatever your guide's name is, what matters is that that name has has resonance for you. That it's very personal, and how you, it, whether you decide to ask for it or not, because of course you don't have to ask your guides their names. But my sense is that when people start to ask, they'll receive information that has resonance for them. And don't worry about how that would sound to anybody else. That name is between you and your guides. And, you know, sometimes these things can have a connection to your past life or something like that. Uh, for, ex for example, I'm part Native American. Costa Mesa Indians from Southern California or Chumash tribe. And 
the first year, Sherelle and I had a booth at New Living Expo in San Francisco. We had with our spiritual mentor, Valerie, and uh, trans channel and healer, Kathleen. And she was doing uh, a healing on somebody because we offered readings, angel readings and healings in the booth. And she put on this uh, CD, which we have too, called Shamanic Dream or Shamanic Journey, something like that. And, you know, it was quiet. She was healing this person, and as she was doing that, I was close to her, and she had the music on. I went into a trance or something, and I saw a Native American come out of a teepee with sage and perform a ceremony, and I asked him, you know, who are you? And he said, he's Red Cloud. And and I said, oh, and then he said, I'm your healing guide. And and that was one uh, very unusual experience, you know, and then... We were in Southern California. We did some classes with uh, Dr. Doreen Virtue and her husband at the time, Stephen Farmer. We had a, um, what was that ceremony we did outside? You know, they played a didgeridoo. Releasement ceremony. And they had a fire, and we were all going to go around in a circle. And they said, you haven't experienced. And I said, you know what? I'm not here for that bah humbug. I don't want to do it. But... Being the gentleman I am, I said, okay, I will. <laughs> and as the music was playing, we were going around the fire in their group. And within a few minutes, I was, uh, I swear, I'm telling the honest truth, I did, all I saw was Native Americans around me, and I was dancing like the Native Americans. And I was like, wow. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I know. I think that's going to come out in my second book, or it was in my first book. I don't remember, but no, you don't have to be a psychic or a medium, or you can be a, anybody. Because there's a lot of people there that were nothing that had these totally amazing experiences. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm bringing that up is, Karen, you can guide and help so many people in what you're, you know, what you do, especially with your out of the fox salon that you can change people's lives in, in, in a kind of gentle way, in, in a very positive way. That's why I want to mention it, because what you have to offer, looked at a lot of your things and heard you on the radio, had you on the radio, and I would surely follow you if I didn't know what I was doing I wanted help. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for Thank you for saying that. Thank you so much. And, it, and, and there's something to be said, too, for the power of the group, that... That Out of the Fog Salon is an online gallery reading that I do about once a month where we get together in a small group online, and I do personal readings for the people in the, in the group. That, working in a group, I do my healing classes that I teach in a group. I teach psychic development. We do that in a group. When you harness the power of the group, just like they were doing in that, in that ceremony that you were talking about, it amplifies the energy that's already there, it amplifies the connection between the people, and it really ramps up what we are able to perceive and experience. Of course, if we're open to it, if you'd really said, bah humbug, I'm not going to do this at all and walked away, if you'd really clutched your heart, David, you, it, wouldn't, it would have just been some weird smoky ceremony and whatever, and you would have gone to bed. But because you were open to it and because you were in that heightened atmosphere with the group, you were able to have a really powerful experience of your guides, an experience of maybe stepping through time a little bit, connecting with a, a, a dimension of yourself that you may not have experienced before in that way. One of the things that made me want to put together this Meet Your Guides class 
is that because energy is amplified in a group, our ability to talk to our guides, we can do that anytime. They're there for us. You don't have to be a psychic to have guides. We've, we've all got them. Everybody does. I guarantee you, listening, that you have spirit guides. We've all got them. When we're in a group, it makes it easier to open the door for that connection. And it's part of why I'm teaching this upcoming class in the way that I am so that we can use the power of the group and I can use my ability to kind of open and hold space for people and then take people on a journey where they may, in their own way, as they are ready to receive it, connect with their guides. And, and we've got more than, we have more than one. I believe that we have guides who come in with us, um, usually one or two what I would call master guides. Now, different teachers use different words for this, that we have one or two master guides who come in with us who are with us from the time that we come into the bodies until the time that we drop our bodies and go on. But we also have a lot of other guides who come in and out depending on what we need them for. I know that at times in my life when I have had a lot of physical uh, discomfort and illness and challenge, I know for sure that I have a healing guide who comes in and works with me to kind of keep me on the right track uh, to help kind of protect me and guide me and guard me as I make decisions around that. I have guides around writing and parenting and all kinds of other stuff. But then I also have my two main guides, and those are the guides who I use not just in my work connecting with clients and, and teaching and being on the radio, but also in my sort of regular everyday life. I try to call on my guides to walk with me always, not, not in a way of hanging on to them and expecting them to give me answers for everything, because um, that's, that's not how it works, but in a way that allows me to remember that I'm not alone. And so the power of the group can help open that door, can help make those connections stronger. That's, that's a wonderful thing, and your website is KarenHager.com. Everybody and anybody that wants to find out more, please check into her website. She has so much to offer there. Now, what about, uh, you want to mention a little bit about our intuition? Oh, my goodness. Um, everybody has it. Um, and <laughs> not only does everybody have it, but we're meant to be using it. Our, in, our intuition is, as I experience it, is part of our connection to the divine. When we come into these bodies, when we take physical form, we are coming from being spirit, from being um, boundless, being immortal, being divine energy. And when we come into these bodies, it's like pouring something wonderful into a kind of strange-looking container. Right? So we come into these bodies, and these bodies are clunky, and they're mortal, and bits fall off, at least they do of mine, and, and we stagger around, and we bump into the wall, and we come in as spiritual beings, and we're in this physical world where we have to negotiate, not just physical things, how do I walk around without falling over, how do I exercise and embody and assign pleasure in my physical body, we also are dealing with emotions and relationships and chronological time and all kinds of things that are a real challenge for us, that's why we're in this incarnation. And our intuition is, I feel it, as that connection with the divine spark that is in all of us, that part of us that calls us home, that helps us remember where home is, that divine connection that, that burns in us all the time, that is eternal, and that has no 
chronological time attached to it. But it's boundless love, boundless wisdom, and we all have that little flame inside us. That's our intuition. And a lot of my teaching is in helping people not turn it on because they haven't turned it off, not somehow grab and find it, but to actually open that little door or just turn around in the fold of your shoulder and reestablish that divine connection. We do so many things to distance ourselves from that, but that's our intuition. When we're connected in that moment, David, that's where our psychic knowing comes from. It's how our guides speak to us. It's how we communicate with our loved ones who have passed over. It's how we know maybe if we're walking down the dark street at night and we get the feeling that someone's behind us, it's our intuition saying, walk faster, don't Mm -hmm. look behind you, keep going. That's your intuition. That's the part of us that is immortal and is part of that greater connection. That is totally true. That's the way way it is. It's just natural. Now, over my years, no psychic medium, researcher and teacher and all that and ex law you know, retired law enforcement and other experiences I've had. I've, you know, dealt with the average person on the street, uh, from federal judges to medical doctors, psychologists, uh, law enforcement officers and scientists and pretty much they say, Well, I you know, I know what it is, but I can't explain it, or I don't believe in it, and or whatever. And so you're in the police academy, and this uh, police instructor, veteran police officer said, no, you know, well, how did I know that I shouldn't go in the front door, I should go in the back? He said, it's from your experience, it's gut instinct or your intuition. And I, I said, just what do you think that is, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they all believe you know, into my it's a feeling I had, uh, gut feeling, my uh, intuition, or something like that. You know, they everybody still says it, whether it's skeptic or not, because you know, deep inside they know that there's something that they should listen to, although not all of them may understand it. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. it, it, it's inherent in all of us. You know what I mean? And some people our abilities are perhaps, you know, maybe dormant or unused or, or, or whatever, or maybe people haven't really opened their minds to step outside the box and say, what is this really about? Because every time I listen to it, like I'm driving down the country, and I get a strong feeling to take, you know, there's no signs, take the fork in the road to the right or to the left. My first feeling was to go to the right, but I argued with it, mm-hmm. and, and my logic kicked in. And uh, I took the left and got lost. I should have went to the right and listened to my feelings, you know. <laughs> that, that That's true. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Well, it is. And, <clears throat> pardon me, people who, people who are concerned about intuition need to remember that they always have a choice. So when you open that door to your intuition and you let that come in, whether you experience it as a hunch, you experience it as a knowing, you experience it as something in the physical, or you see something or you hear something, that you always have a choice about what you want to do with that. You're ready to work with me when you've you've made the choice that you want to explore your intuition, you want to learn how to be able to validate what you receive, you want to learn to tell the difference between your intuitive knowing and your own imagination or your own fear. So I encourage students, David, to play with their intuition a little bit, to ask themselves questions that don't matter very much and that they can easily verify. 
So I might ask a student, let's say you're sitting around thinking, okay, I'm going to play with my intuition. Is the male here yet? And then you sit and you, and you kind of sit with that. You get quiet. What do you feel in your body, a yes or a no? Are you imagining the box, how it would look like with the male in it, or do you imagine the box is empty? When you feel like you've got a yes or a no, you get up and you check to see is the male there, right? You test your intuition. You receive something, a yes or a no, and then you go and check it out. And it's important to start with things that don't matter. It doesn't matter if the male's here yet or not, but it does Another one I like to do is, are we out of paper towel, right? It's very easy for me to go and check that in the cupboard, but I like to check with my intuition first. Are we out of paper towel? Then I go and I get proof for it. I get validation for it. It's a yes or it's a no. And as people get experience of validating, acknowledging their intuition, and exercising their ability to decide what to do about it, that's when we begin to grow intuitively. That's when we begin to develop. Once we've got that underway, then there are a lot of tools we can use for psychic protection and sharpening your intuition and speeding up or slowing down the flow of information and empathy. Oh, my goodness, there's a thousand billion other things. But that beginning step is to ask yourself that question, should I take the right fork or the left fork, feel the answer, and then decide what you're going to do with it. You went with your logic and got lost, so now you know next time you feel that feeling, see what happens if you go to the right. And that's all there is to it. We've all got that gift. It isn't just like, ooh, the special psychic people have a gift. Every single one of us is intuitive, and we experience it in our own way, and it is in us to be used on our particular soul path, whether that's as a banker or an author or an ice skater or an intuitive, whatever it is, we all have it and we can all unlock that for ourselves. That's very true. I like what you said about, you know, sitting down and practicing, you know, just testing it to see if you're right or wrong. That's a good way to develop because it gets stronger. And having said that, you know, you get, you've given me some ideas to ask you more questions or for us to discuss on another show. There's so much to talk about, so I'm going to have to make the next one for two hours. <laughs> but well, thank you. Do we have time for a caller or two? Or oh, I'm happy no? oh, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, let me add them. All right. Well, I'm going to refer us to our switchboard operator, <laughs> the co-host. You mean the caller genie. That's, That's me. right. <laughs> Oh, caller Jeannie, who Thank do you have you. for us? I have I have a caller, area code two five six, who's been waiting online. Area code two five six, you are on Beyond the Gate Radio with Karen Hager and Sherelle and David Baker. Hello. Hi, how are you? This is Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to the show. Do you have a Thank question you. for Karen? Yes, um, my question is uh, about career. I just want to know my next steps or what to do in the next three months. Well, um, hi, Kimberly. Um, hi. Th- well, this is it, this is a little bit general, so I'm going to give you something general, and I'm going to ask you for a quick detail. Um, the next three months are a period of a lot of change for you if you step into it. You feel to me like if I imagined a meter and it's your power meter in terms of career, you're at like 10%. <laughs> Right? So you're not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not enthused. I'm not having a great time. I'm not invigorated. The yes. next three months yes. gives you a yes. chance to, to take that energy up to about 80% 
if you choose. And here's the thing. It feels to me what my guides are saying to me is that it is time for you to take action now. Ask for what you need. And as you ask for what you need, which feels to me like more responsibility and some more money, as you ask for what you need, do that understanding that you are absolutely safe. The universe supports you. You are grounded. You are centered here in your own competency, in your own ability to get things done. And that's very important. Part of what's kept you at about 10% is that thinking, well, I maybe shouldn't say anything. I just, I'm kind of bored. I want to do more. Now's a great time for you to ask for what you want. Does that make sense from what you know? Great. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. And are you comfortable sharing what general, what field you're in? You don't have to if you don't want to. No, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. I've been in the field of education, and it was never my passion. And uh, this is, I have to, I have to stop this now because I can't do it anymore. I always wanted to be in the right. medical field. Yep. There I you go. knew it. I knew it. <clears throat> I can tell by her voice that that's the type of person she is. Yep. Wonderful. Healer, so healer path for you, Kimberly. And it's not that you have to stop doing what you're doing because you can keep doing that for the next 2,000 years if you want to. It's that you now are choosing to make a different choice. Say what you need and don't be afraid to say that because you will find yourself supported. Okay, did that help, Kimberly? Oh, tremendously. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. And before we hang up on you, you know, uh, I'd say just, okay, get up and shout it out and go out there and get it because I feel that, uh, you know, in the, within the next three months or so, there will some, something will land on your doorstep, an opportunity. So go for it. Now, now's your chance. Do it because it won't come to you. You have to go to it, and then it will come to you. So I know. Right. Just go for it. And open your mind, take a chance, it's free, no charge, just go for it and see what happens. And if you're successful on the next show, call us back and let us know what happened or shows later. So thank you, Kimberly. Good luck and God bless. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that that was amazing. You know, I was seeing the same thing that that Karen was seeing. Oh, isn't that fun that we get the same stuff? Yeah, we're always still on the same page. And due to time constraints, could we take uh, one more caller? Yep, let's take one more, and I will try to be brief. And if I'm not brief, you just cut me off. You just go, hey, lady, you talk too much. Knock it off. (laughs) No, we'll get you. We'll get you right now. Area code 541. Hello, 541. You are on Beyond the Gate Radio. Hello. Hello. We might have we might have missed this caller. They might Uh-oh. be. Listening. Well, they might just be listening. That's that's okay. So, Karen, uh, tell us your website one more time and what is new, what's going on. You know, in case somebody called in late, let us know what Wonderful. you want to tell. Well, um, my website is KarenHager.com, so that's K-A-R-E-N-H-A-G-E-R.com. And the thing that has got me really jumping up right on down right now is the Meet Your Guides class. We're doing a session of that class on Wednesday, June 18th, and another session on Saturday, June 21st. That is a pretty awesome class, if I do say so myself. And I would like everyone in the entire world to come. I realize that might be a little ambitious, 
But, uh, but I think that it's important for people to have the tools to be able to connect with their guides in a very personal way, in a very individualized way, and I want to support you and give you the tools to be able to do that. I also teach um, the Breathe, Love, Live Healing Method. That will start again in August, and in September you can join me for the six-week psychic development intensive. That's a very small group. Um, I take applications for that, and I'm taking, taking applications now. All this good stuff's at KarenHager.com. You can hear me every Tuesday live on Empower Radio, whether you're listening um, live on EmpowerRadio.com or through the Empower Radio mobile app. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. We're on Blog Talk. We're on iTunes. We're, oh, my goodness, I'm unavoidable. And I always I love working with people privately. So if we made a connection here and you'd like to connect with me, go ahead and reach me through the website and we'll set up a time to talk. I think that's it. Okay, that's good. And you know I like to do both sides, so this is going to be a real quickie. But you know, I've had a couple people message me on Facebook and said, you know, either I'm trying to do all my writing or get information from somebody in the spirit world and I don't feel comfortable with the information they're giving me. It doesn't sound good, you know. So if a person is getting some information that's not come from pure love and help, but it, they, they feel a little nervous about it, it doesn't sound right to them, what do you suggest that they do? First of all, remember that you always have a choice about what you let into your energy. Nothing, no one is allowed in your energy without your permission. Anything that you receive, you acknowledge it and then you discern. So if you're receiving information that doesn't make you feel good, you immediately invoke whatever protective power makes sense to you, whether that is our Lord Jesus Christ, whether that is God, whether that is source or light or the divine, you invoke that protection, you bring that lovely white light of protection all around you and you reinforce to yourself, these are my boundaries, Nothing is allowed in my energy without my permission. I hereby remove anything from my energy that is not serving me, body, mind, and spirit. And if you do that, when you start to get stuff that is upsetting for you, you can calm yourself down immediately and remember that that you have a choice. People who experiment and don't have a strong spiritual foundation, you can attract some nasty stuff. It's like leaving the windows open all night and mosquitoes get in right? You don't, you don't want the blood suckers, right? So you take right. those steps to protect yourself. Very well said. And we all have the choice to do that. That's very solid advice. I would say pretty much the same thing. I mean, that's all there is to it. Right. And, but that's rare. And you know, if people come with the right intentions, you, know, you have your guys protecting you and helping you anyway, and usually yeah. they don't let that stuff in, and you're safe with your guys because your guys are your bodyguards. They're there to teach you. They're, they're there to walk with you, to help you. I mean, you know, if you're religious, of course Jesus Christ is, or whatever. But, you no, know, it all trickles down to, from the top to, like God might say, yeah, I'm helping you, but... Uh, in this case, I'm sending your guides to help you because that's what they're for. They're all tools from the divine, you know, from the love and light. Am I right about that? You're exactly right. And we always have a choice about what we invite and how we choose to take things in. Where we get in trouble, where it gets confusing, where it gets painful, is where we forget that it is our choices, our actions that determine how we feel. 
I agree. And it's universal law that nothing is allowed to attack us unless we invite it in through free will. Okay. So, you know, stay in the light, love and happiness, and you should be okay. <laughs> Karen, it, it's been a pleasure. You know, uh, you know, I see, you know, I could do a three or four hour show with you <laughs> talk about all this stuff, but uh, thank you so much for joining us today. You're such a wise old soul. Not yeah. a experienced veteran, but you're a professional and, uh, I've you know never heard anything but correct information, love and light and good feelings from you all the time. You're really gifted, and I'm so glad to be your friend and thank have you. you on the show. Oh, thank you so much, David, and thank you, Sherelle. Thank you for the thank chance you. to connect. Many blessings to you guys. Thank you for the good work you're doing. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen, so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you like our show, please press the follow button see us on Facebook and Karen as well and uh, may your day be a beautiful day this has been Beyond the Gate Radio with David Baker Sherelle Baker and Karen Hager God bless everybody and enjoy the summer see you next time on Beyond the Gate Radio in July thank you <laughs>